Garfield Japan. Dude, I swear to God, making a porno with an E.T. theme is a really, really bad idea. Oh, shit. What's up, feeders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan and the news. That's right, Tommy. And uh, what episode is this? Uh, right now, I believe it's 518. 518 yep that's right man uh we're kind of getting up there yeah we're getting up there actually dude if we keep jamming out three episodes a week we're gonna hit 600 real quick yeah yeah totally uh i don't know what we're gonna do for uh 600 man uh i guess boats are out of the question meeting together is out of the question uh i don't know man what what do we do (laughs) I don't know. Streaking, streaking. We'll, we will live stream a video of us streaking through the park. That never goes out of style. Dude, you're not even supposed to go to the park. I thought the parks are closed, except for like the small ones. I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. All right, dude. Yo, man, your your audio is lagging a little bit. Is it? Yeah. So when I say something, it's like two seconds later, you reply. It's like I'm saying something and then it takes you two seconds to think about what I'm saying before you reply or something. (laughs) Wait, is that what's happening? (laughs) I don't know, dude. I have no idea. Like, uh, you sound like okay on uh, my end. I mean, you're you're lagging a little bit, but I think that's pretty standard for Skype. It lags just like a teeny bit. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's probably right. You know, it's 2020 and our internet is still shiat, but don't worry. We're going to have 5G coming here soon. And um, I hope we survive that. And actually, I hope we survive 5G because I, I hear 5G scrambles your brains. So, <laughs> uh, and we don't need that. No, I've seen similar stories on that 5G where like all the like computers suddenly become sentient. And be like, fuck you, you're no longer our masters. You will you will be our masters, like some fucking Matrix bullshit or something. I think that's Terminator, but uh, yeah, both are bad. Both both things in both of those movies are bad. Uh, the first movie, Terminator, well, we get annihilated. And the second movie, basically, we become slaves. <laughs> or batteries. Or batteries, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I guess it's better than dying. Well, dude, uh, today was a very special episode. Today we have the Japanese creepy pasta episode. And in this episode, I am going to read eight Japanese scary stories. Okay? So when I read these stories, I want you, Tom, to think about one thing. What's that? Which one is real? Out of all eight of these stories, one 
is supposedly based on a true story. Okay. I, I, I accept your challenge because like, I'm pretty well versed on Japanese ghost stories and like a lot of the mythology. Oh, so, really? Ooh, a professional. Okay. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but like, yeah, I know fair about month. I just, I like that stuff, man. Okay, cool. And these are like old traditional about- Japanese stories. These are from like the Edo time period, like the 1600s. There is nothing wrong with that. Okay, that's cool. All right, awesome. Okay, well, without further ado, let's read some scary Japanese stories. Okay, do 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 do. Okay, so, and just remember, Tom, one of these may be true. Okay. Okay. Now, before I get started, in our first story, it's about the Yamamba. Now, Tom, in your experience, what is a Yamamba? And my experience in Shibuya Yamamba, like, uh, well, like, there's the whole Gyaru movement or the Ganguro Gyaru. Mm-hmm. And essentially, like, uh, this is this is like really super Shibuya centric, but there's like layers of them. So you got the lightest one, which is, which is like the Ko Gyaru. And like, normally what they do is they, they, they're Japanese girls, but they, they tan a little bit. And then they, they may, might lighten their hair, but nothing like super crazy. That's like the, the lightest, lowest standard. And it, generally they tend to like wear like, I don't know, like tube tops and like tight jeans and high heels. That's kind of the uniform. Uh, oh, so this is all under the, the catch-all phrase like gadu, which is like, you know, referring to girls that tan their skin and lighten their hair. Then then next one up is the the uh, ganguro gadu, which is like, they're fucking this is where it starts to get nutty like they're fucking crazy like they wear like these crazy like skimpy like really brightly colored outfits and again like real fucking skimpy just fucking shit loads of makeup like so some of them even black in their face a little bit just kind of black face depending on how far they go but yeah like fucking really tan skin tons of fucking makeup and like blonde blonde hair yeah those Japanese. are my favorite yeah those are they're fucking sexy, man. I, I, I gotta admit, like, uh, uh, I definitely got a fetish for it in the porno world. There's a lot of, a lot of fucking quality girls that, like, do that and do porn. They're, they're, oh, something about them. They're just naughty. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. And then, and then, and then, but you asked me, sorry, this is taking a little bit longer to an- answer, but, like, and then you got the last, last stop on Crazy Town, which is the Yamamba, which means in Japanese, which is, like, an old mountain hag. And these bitches are fucking nuts. When I said, like, you know, the Gadu, the, the Ganguro Gadu had, like, a lot of makeup on. I mean, like, these bitches, like, they're, like, fucking full-on face paint with, like, I don't know. It looks like they apply their makeup with a fucking towel. I'm talking just crazy, like, weird fucking almost war paint. Fucking crazy weird colored hair, like, either wigs or just, like, you know, fucking dreads or some other, like, really loud nutty heights uh, hairstyle. And, like, it's usually, like, there has usually like, crazy colors, like, you know, like, a sheet of bubble gum or something, or, like, fucking hot pink or fluorescent green or fucking whatever. I don't know. They're nuts. And, like, their, their outfits are just suitably nuts as well. Like, really Those brightly colored. Yeah, they're, they're fucking insane. Although, like, that said, like, that's kind of, like, that was big for, like, a long, long time. Like, nowadays, like, you hardly ever see them, man. Only on like, Halloween. It was, yeah, only on Halloween. I mean, I mean, I, 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 maybe like I, you could argue you, you you'll maybe see some in like uh, I don't know, like Yokohama. There's a lot of beach bunnies out there, like to do the tan skin, the blonde hair, and stuff. But like I don't know, man. 
Personally, I, I always thought they were just like loud and annoying. It, it, but this is this is my take on them because like when I first moved to Shibuya, because they were when I moved there like more into Shibuya like more than ten years ago, they were fucking everywhere. Like, I mean, everywhere, everywhere. You couldn't go to go anywhere. You couldn't walk into a McDonald's or fucking walk down the street or anything without seeing them in Shibuya because they were fucking everywhere. That was like their stomping ground. But like little by little, like they kind of went away. And like I don't I didn't wasn't like sure what would happen to them. Like you know they started you know going away. A lot of them like transitioned to other styles, like maybe hip hop style or whatever bullshit. But like I gotta be honest, when they were around, like I always found them really super fucking annoying. But once when, when once they started to leave, once they kind of disappeared, I was like, man, I wish they'd bring those back. Cause like I don't know, even though they were annoying, it was one thing that was like definitely definitively Shibuya. Cause that was like Shibuya, Shibuya shit. Yeah, and Senegai. Yeah, that was definitely a thing. But Tom, this story takes place in 1600s. Okay, so the okay. origin so, of Yamaba. Yeah, the old the old mountain hag. I gotcha. Mountain hag, or a lot of people thought the Yamamba was like a, a witch that lived in the mountains. And our first story is about Yamamba. The title of the story is <laughs> "The Secret of the Yamamba." Once upon a time, a Buddhist priest was caught out in a storm, but luckily passed by a lonely hut. A kind old woman invited him inside, welcoming him with food and warm fire. As welcoming as she was, she gave the priest a strange warning. No matter what you do, do not look in the back room or else. Unable to overcome his curiosity, the priest failed to heed the old woman's warning. As soon as she stepped out to gather more firewood, the priest peeped through a crack in the door. To his horror! He discovered the room filled with half-eaten corpses. The priest realized that the old woman was a Yamamba, luring unsuspecting travelers into her home, only to shred them to pieces for her next meal. He fled from the hut as fast as he could and never looked back. Dun-dun-dun. Tom, you think this uh, this uh, hut was in uh, Shibuya? You think it was in Shibuya? Maybe <laughs> she was a Yamamba. Um, no, because you know, you know what the kanji for Shibuya means, like valley. Yeah, doesn't it mean low valley? Yeah, it means or sorry, low valley. Yeah. Yep. So no, obviously it wasn't Shibuya. Okay, it was in the opposite of Shibuya. It was in Shinjuku. <laughs> maybe it was a Mount Fuji. He he he. Mount Fuji, maybe. Okay, here we go. Maybe. The next story, the legend of the Judo Gumo. Yo, Tom, you ever see that movie Gumo back in the day? Don't think so. Doesn't ring any bells. Crazy movie. Crazy movie. Kid had sex with a handicapped prostitute in that movie. Pretty wild stuff. Interesting. Okay. That sounds suitably Japanese. No, 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 no. Gumo is actually an American movie. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Classic, classic. <laughs> All right. Moving forward to our second story, which may be true. We don't know yet. We don't know. Tom, you got to guess. A young samurai was seduced in the streets by an alluring, gorgeous woman. Woo! Although she was beautiful, the samurai saw through her disguise, realizing she was not a human, but of some kind of yokai. He immediately drew his sword and plunged it towards her, but only injuring the strange woman before quickly she retreated. The samurai followed the scarlet trail of spotted blood, 
all the way to an old abandoned house. Inside, he found dozens of bodies all over the place. They were bound in spider silk and a giant Jodo spider found dead from its injuries it had received from the samurai. Ooh, that's a pretty gruesome one, huh? Lots of dead bodies in these stories. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's a fucking horror story. What do you expect? Oh, gosh. I, I want more dead bodies. And actually, Faders, a Jodo Gumo is actually a half-woman, half-spider. So she's kind of like a, a, a traditional Black Widow. You know, these days a Black Widow is a girl that seduces a guy and then she, she kills him. She takes all his money and stuff. Well, anyway, this is the original Black Widow. This is the Jodo Gumo. Not related to the movie, Gumo. Okay, the next story. Story number three. The Tale of Oiwa. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Actually, I, I was going to jump in and like offer a bit of commentary on this one. Oh, wait. The uh, one that I just actually, read? Yeah. Uh, actually, the way you're going with this, I thought it was actually going to be like uh, the way you start, started out. Like I thought it would be a kitsune, which is like the fox demons. Mm-hmm. Cause like the, the, that, that's another one that's like uh uh the one yeah this fucking spider the spider lady like that's 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 true but a lot of times like uh you'll hear about these they're, they're kitsune they're like how do you say clever foxes that can disguise themselves in human forms and often they take the form of a beautiful woman and they trick and seduce men Whoa, so, yeah, what, <laughs> yeah well anyway okay no no this is definitely the black widow okay moving okay. on to the third one the tale of <laughs> oil i'm so sorry, sorry man. Uh, you got a fucking Christ. thing for black what you got a thing for fucking black widows man like that when i read the sada ave like you were like oh black widow black widow yeah dude um yeah black widows are fucking sweet dude they're sexy and deadly at the same time that's why i love them all right can i move on to the third story Yes, you can. Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm okay, already ready. This one could be Buckled true. Up, we don't know what we don't know which one is true yet. Okay, the tale of Oiwa. Okay, here we go. Oiwa was a stunningly beautiful young woman who was married to the samurai Iamon, a pretty man who only loved her for her head-turning beautiful looks. Another woman, Uame, was madly in love with Iwaman, and out of a jealous rage, she tricked Iowa into using a special cream that was laced with poison. It disfigured Iowa's face, causing one of her eyes to droop and all her hair to fall off of her head. Disgusted with her new appearance, Iwaman wished to divorce Iowa and to marry Ume. The samurai hired his friend, Takutetsu, to rape Iowa so that he would have grounds for a divorce. Takatetsu was so shocked by Iowa's appearance that he couldn't follow through with the orders. Instead, he told Iowa of Iaman's plan and showed Iowa her own face in a mirror. Apparently, she didn't know what she looked like for some reason. Seeing her deformed and disfigured face for the first time, Iowa was so horrified that she stole Takatetsu's sword, killing herself. With her last breath, she cursed Iaman's name. Now, that's not good at all. On the night of Iaman's remarriage to Uame, the ghost of the disfigured Iwa appeared before him. A terrified and guilty Iaman quickly fled from Iowa, but no matter how far he ran, he couldn't escape her hauntings. After that night, no matter where Iaman looked, even in the very lanterns he used for lights, he would always see Iwa's face staring back at him forever. 
Ooh, goosebumps. Hey, what do you think of that one, Tommy? Yeah, I like it. I think that one's fucking good. Pretty fucked up. It's a pretty fucked up world, like that uh, you hire your friend to rape your wife just so you can have grounds for divorce. Yeah, they don't do that much anymore. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a little out of fashion these days. Uh, uh, yeah, I would hope we live in a more civilized time now, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, next story. The Woman of the Snow. A young man in search of his fortune was passing through the snow-covered mountains when he caught a sudden snowstorm and lost his way. Nearly frozen to death, he almost gave up hope when a strange woman covered in frost with a face as pale as snow appeared before him. A Yuki Ona. I guess it's called a Yuki Ona. Maybe some kind of a ghost or something. I don't know. Because he was still so young, the Yuki Ona took pity on him and guided him to a warm cabin in the woods, saving his life. In exchange for his rescue, however, she made him promise never to tell anyone of their meeting, which he did. Years and years later, the young man met and married a charming girl named Yuki, and they lived happily together for many years. But one day, the young man told his wife about how he was once saved by mysterious Yuki Ona, breaking his promise like a bitch. As he reveals this tale to his wife, her face grew pale and frost began to cover her whole body. His wife's true identity was the Yuki Ona. The promise broken and she vanished back into the winter's night, never to be seen ever again. Ooh, whoa. This is kind of like that um that uh, movie, Tales from the Dark Side. And I think it was like the second story with uh, Ray Dong Chong. Mm, I'm, I'm familiar with Tales from the Dark Side. I thought it was pretty good, but uh, fuck it. I, I don't remember all the stories. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, those, like, it's pretty similar to this one. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know when you said, right, when you said Yuki Ona means like a snow woman or like a snow demon. A snow woman. Man, that bitch is cold as ice. <laughs> Little Rick James you. Yeah, it reminds me of a famous line from uh, Full Metal Jacket. I don't know what I've been told, but Eskimo pussy is mighty cold. Uh, dude, that's such a classic, man. That's a great movie. Uh, dude, so many good lines in that movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's, let's stop now. Otherwise, we're going to be quoting them for the rest of the podcast. That's true. That's true. Texas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next one, Texas. Okay, number number five. Okay, the ghost of Okiku. Dude, don't okay, get me started. Okay. Don't get me started. The ghost of Okiku. There once was a girl, Okiku, who lived in Himaji Castle as a servant of the samurai Oyama. One of Okiku's tasks was to care for her master's collection of 10 valuable plates. But one day while Okiku was washing the plates, she realized one of the plates was missing. No matter how many times she counted, she always came up one short. Her master was so enraged that she had lost one of his plates that he threw her down a well. Murdered so brutally, Okiku's soul could not rest easily. Night after every night, her ghost crawled 
out of the well to continue counting her master's plates. She would count nine, and then upon realizing that the tenth plate was still missing, she would let out an ear-piercing shriek. Okiku's scream kept everyone in the castle up all night, every night, for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, until a Buddhist priest finally appeased her. Wow, that's pretty That's pretty gruesome. Chick got thrown down a, a well. <laughs> Seems like kind of a precursor but, uh, to the ring. What's yeah, with man. it with like, uh, people throwing girls down, down wells? I don't know, man. I, I would say it's a nasty way to go, though. That's for damn sure. Well, depending on how deep the well is. I mean, if the well is like really, really, really deep, that's a horrible way to go. I mean, because you're, you're like hitting the sides of the well as you're passing it. And you don't know how fucking far it is, you know? And then you're like a splash down there. And then you're stuck down there for at least a couple of days or so. I mean, until you I mean, give up swimming and you drown to death. Hello? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, we don't know how like how deep the well is. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. We don't need like know like how deep the well is. Like, it'd be like, yeah, that's bad. So you, you'd be badly injured. You'd have water to drink, but like no food to eat. So you basically sit sit down there and fucking starve. Oh God, yeah, that's terrible, nasty. That poor or, girl or whatever. Okay, moving yeah, to our next I'll one. Bet, I bet that bitch will never fucking misplace a plate again. That's for damn sure. It. What kind of a samurai likes plates? He's like, oh, I love these plates. You know, I mean, who who loves plates so much? I mean, God, dude, if I break a plate, I'm like, eh, that sucks. But again, okay, all right. Maybe by plate, maybe the translation is a little off. Maybe by plate, it means like maybe, um, I don't know, some kind of like a shot glass or something. I'd be pretty pissed if my wife know, broke mean, one of my shot glasses. It depends. Like my, my mom had like some stupid like collector's edition plates that she used to display and she was proud of them. So like she, she'd be pissed if like anyone went even anywhere near. This is when we were kids and it, there's like a special hutch, hutch where they were displayed. She'd get pissed if anyone went anywhere near them. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Do they have pictures on them? Like old China plates, whatever, or like maybe Gumby or something? <laughs> Oh, yeah, they were, like, all fucking hand-painted and expensive and blah, blah, blah. I spent, like, way too much money on them, but I guess, like, ah, whatever. Hey, maybe plates is, like, a euphemism for something. I don't know. Maybe plates, they mean, like, fucking swords, or I don't know. <laughs> well, I'd be pretty pissed if she lost one of my swords. Okay, moving yeah, on to... Like, I don't know, fucking trinkets, like, trophies you took from all these victories, like, you know, Maybe they were skulls. Maybe skulls yeah, of fallen enemies or something. I mean, it was a castle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why, why not? Maybe, like, fucking cut their heads off and put them in, like, a pickle jar or some shit like that with some booze to, like, preserve them. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, man. Okay. Or maybe get their dicks off, like Sada Abe. <laughs> okay, Sada Abe. Okay, moving on to story number six, the black hair. You know, this is Japan. Almost everybody has black hair here, except for the Yamambas. <laughs> okay. The story of the black hair. Once upon a time, there was an impoverished samurai living in Kyoto. And then a wealthy lord from a distant land invited the samurai to be his vessel. Because it was such an honorable opportunity, he had no choice but to accept, leaving his wife to wait at home in poverty until he returned. Years later, having dutifully served his lord, the samurai finally returned to Kyoto. Although his house was in despair, his wife was still there, happy to welcome him home. Finally reunited, the two spent the entire night talking and laughing together before drifting off to sleep. When the samurai awoke, the warmth he had felt the night before from having his arms wrapped around his loving wife was no longer there. 
Instead, he opened his eyes to the horror that he was only holding a cold skeleton with long black hair. The samurai learned that his wife passed away from sadness the summer before, but her skeleton had remained in the house all the while, waiting faithfully for his return. Wow. Oh, man, that's heartbreaking. It's sad, man, but it, like that's how it rolls sometimes, man. Mm. It is pretty sad, but the thing is, they should have said that she had long black hair at the beginning of the story, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you could have added it if you think it would have improved it. Oh, I, mean, well, not, I don't want to alter these stories. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if I altered the story, well, I guess I could have added it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, I fucked up. All right. Anyway, she had black hair. What would you do if you fell asleep and you woke up and there was like a skeleton lying on top of you with long black hair? Would That'd you get a pretty stiffy? fucking... <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love every bone in your body, including mine, baby. Oh, man. Okay, here we go. Two more stories, Tom. And just remember, one of these stories is supposedly true. Okay. Yeah. The Peony Lantern. One dark night, the samurai Ogiwara spotted an elegant woman carrying a peony lantern wandering through the streets of Edo. For Ogiwara, it was love at first sight. He invited the beautiful woman, Otsuyu, to accompany him home where they talked, laughed, and enjoyed each other's company. That night, Ogiwara's neighbor, hearing eerie laughter come from Ogiwara's garden, peeked over the wall, and he saw Ogiwara holding not a woman, but a laughing skeleton. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. The next morning, Ogiwara's neighbor revealed to him what he had seen. Horrified, Ogiwara went seeking advice from the priests at the nearby temple. To his shock, Ogiwara found Otsuyo's grave at the temple. He realized that the woman that he had fallen in love with the night before had died long, long, long ago they had ever even met. Now that Ogiwara knew the truth, and knowing's half the battle, even <laughs> after discovering go. the truth, Ogiwara missed Otsuyu desperately. After some time, he could no longer bear his sadness, and he returned to the temple where Otsuyu had been buried. At the temple gates, Otsuyu appeared before him once more, reaching out her hand and asking Ogiwara to accompany her home. Without hesitation, Ogiwara took her hand, walking with her into the darkness. After his final visit to the temple, Ogiwara vanished. The priest was concerned and opened Otsuyu's grave. Inside the coffin laid not one but two bodies. Wow, there you go, man. That's another heartbreaking mm. one. Or is that heartwarming? I think that's a little bit more heartwarming. I mean, falling in love with a corpse kind of sucks. Wait, that's pretty dark, right? <laughs> he fell in love with a corpse, and when they say that he laughed with her all night and stuff in the garden, you know a little hanky-panky took place. This guy's kind of a necrophiliac. Yeah, you think so? Well, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, uh, is, is it sad? Is it heartwarming? I'd say a little column A, a little column B, but also keep in mind, this is not the first time we've talked about necrophilia on the show. Oh, God, and it will definitely not be the last one. Oh, jeez. Okay, here we go. Probably not. Probably not. Okay, here we go. This Faders is the last story. The name of this story is The Man. 
Once upon a time, in a land far, far away, there was a man who enjoyed drink and loose women. The man at night frequented the red-lit lantern drinkeries of Shibuya. He spent countless hours chasing and seducing women of all ages and sizes. His thirst <laughs> for the flesh and for the drink was limitless. That was until the night his unit fell off. The man looked high and low for his unit. But however, everywhere the man looked, the unit was nowhere to be found. That man's name was Thomas of Tokyo. Okay, dude. That was the last story. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, I'm pretty sure this story, this is the last one, the man. I, I think this is the true one. This one's got to be the true one. Thomas of Tokyo. Thomas of Tokyo. There you go. I don't know about that. That one's definitely bullshit, man. Yeah, I made it up. <laughs> I, knew, I know you did, dude. I think it was pretty fucking obvious. Oh, come on. It's a guy looking for his unit. <laughs> it's like that song, Detachable Penis. <laughs> all right. Now, yeah, all... I mean, you know, that's that's kind of what, yeah, that's kind of what tends to kind of what happens when you go out and like, you know, you fuck loose women all night, like every night, you know, you fucking get STDs and your dinky dink falls off. Oh, yeah, that's true. Especially in Shibuya. <laughs> oh, man, those girls, <laughs> they roll really wild out there. Okay, man. One uh, of these true. stories is true. Might, might have been a gatter. Might have been a yamamba. You never know. Could have They're been a yamamba. Yep. Okay. Which story do you think is true? Uh, I I know which story is true. Which one? one of the samurai in the plate. Uh, the one with the samurai in the plates and the girl getting thrown down the well. God damn it! Oh, you motherfucker! Yep, that's it. That's the real one. How did you know I've, that's I've, true? Because I've heard it before. Oh, really? You heard it before? Well, shit. Well, to be honest, you don't feel so bad. I said I could probably get this. I've heard about two-thirds of those stories. Oh, really? Also, and like, I, I was like, that specific story, I remember seeing maybe like last year sometime I saw a YouTube video about it. That was uh, actually that was actually based on a, on a true story. God they think they it. think a thief stole it or stole the plate or whatever bullshit, and but the servant got blamed, and like everybody, you know, was fucking haunted and whatever. I bet the samurai dropped it himself. Maybe he's fucking got butterfingers. Maybe he's had a little too much sake or something. He drops a fucking plate, it shatters, and he's like, well, fuck. I'm going to have to throw a bitch down the well. Nah, I be I better yet, I bet it was this fucking kid that did it. Oh, yeah. That, isn't that what fucking spoiled little twat bags do? They fucking break something, and then they blame it on the <laughs> servant. She did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man no dude that's hysterical uh but sad but true to be honest oh man okay well which story was your favorite my favorite personally was the last one but my second favorite was the black widow i know you're gonna say that man i'm gonna get a black widow tattoo uh -huh. man yeah you think so oh hell yeah. um Wait, you like your mamba, so I'm gonna assume that your favorite is the Yamamba one, and you're just disappointed that it's not kind of a porno. There's no <laughs> dirty parts in it. Okay, uh, I can change that. I can change that. All right, all right. How about this? Yeah. Once upon a time, a Buddhist priest named Thomas of Tokyo was caught out in a storm, but luckily passed by a lonely hut. A kind, sexy, half-naked 
woman, invited him inside, welcoming him with food and cold drink and hot sex. As welcoming as she was, she gave the priest, Thomas of Tokyo, a strange warning. No matter what you do, don't use a condom. (laughs) Uh, And uh, in the end, Thomas of Tokyo got AIDS and died. (laughs) Or or his his dick fell off and he ran around looking for it. That's that's how he fucking... that's how he became a fucking ghost. He, he's fucking running around going, where's my dick? Where's my dick? Where's my dick at? Where's my dick at? Where's my dick? Oh, man. You know, I'm writing a screenplay with a dick in it. Yeah? It's called Ghost Dick. Yeah, Ghost Dick. Yeah, but the whole premise of it is that ghosts are dicks, right? So ghost dick isn't about a ghost's dick. It's about a ghost being a dick. So for, for let's say for an example, you get hit by a car or something and you're a ghost and, and you can't go to heaven or hell or the abyss or whatever. And so pretty much all you do is you walk around town and you like slap girls in the ass and you fucking like knock shit over and, you know, you set up car alarms and you just be a dick to like all the live people because you're just bored and you're pissed. So it's like a story about a bunch of ghosts and they're all just dicks and they all go to like a ghost cafe and they hang out and shit. I don't know. That's about as far as I got. Ghost dick. That's, that's, that's kind of all right. But like, I, I think there's a lot of that going, going on already in Japanese mythology. Okay. All right. How about example. it's like that, but then it's like a documentary. Like, so I'm like a ghost and I'm like, Hey, um, yeah, my name is Johnny. Um, I'm a ghost and, um, yeah, yeah. I died about three months ago and, um, yeah, it kind of sucks being dead because I can't do shit. You know, I can't jerk off, can't drink beer, can't do nothing. So I like being a dick, you know, every so often I go to somebody's house and I'll just knock some shit over or, you know, I like maybe like lift up a girl's dress or something, you know, just for shits and giggles and shit, just because, you know, I'm just so bored. I might as well be a dick. And so it's a whole documentary. Yeah, man. This, this, hmm? It's like a whole documentary. That, that, that's the fucking thing, though. <laughs> uh huh. That that's the thing I was gonna mention, though. Like in Japanese mythology, the yokai or their spirits or ghosts or whatever you want to call them, like a lot of them aren't like you know good or evil. A lot of them are just kind of like you know mischievous. They're just like, dicks. They're, they, that's exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, that's exactly what they do. They're they're not not evil per se. They're just kind of dicks, you know. So they yeah they, they do they do exactly that. So they. They run around and like, you know, they fart in your face while you're asleep and they fucking, you know, smack girls asses and like fucking piss in your shoes before you got a meeting tomorrow or whatever. You can't really piss in a shoe, but I I see what you're saying. But in this movie, the dick ghost, it's a documentary on him. So it's basically maybe these people somehow can see this ghost, right? Like Beetlejuice or something. And and basically it's just a documentary. Or it's just like he's hanging out and he's just fucking just doing his thing and he's just talking about his daily life or something. Or maybe it's like a short film. It's like the day in the the day of a life of like a dick ghost. But anyway, yeah. dick ghost, man. I'm gonna have to fucking finish that shit. Oh dick man. Ghost. Well, Tom, uh, thank you very much for partaking in this uh creepy pasta adventure. So, uh, yeah, we're going to meet up tomorrow and we're going to do another show, right? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. I got a shit ton of stories and, and I know you do too. So, fucking, let's Actually, do that. Yeah, I found a lot of them. So, yeah, we, oh, we, we'll do God. that. We'll, we, can, we can talk about what's going on in your life and my life and all that other bullshit. 
Oh, pretty much Netflix. All right, faders, thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Faded Japan. I hope you really enjoyed these Japanese creepypasta stories. And um, thank you for just, you know, dealing with this fucking Skype bullshit. I hate it just as much as you do, but fucking, dude what else can we do <laughs> we have to endure it together but um we're giving you guys tons of shows with tons of content and i hope that you guys are enjoying it as much as we are enjoying making them for you so uh definitely tune in uh probably in the next couple of days we're gonna have another story another story another fucking show for you where we're gonna talk about the crazily bizarre stories and news of japan um tommy anything for you to say cat got your tongue yeah All man right. i'm digging I'm digging this. I like creepypasta and I like ghost stories and shit like this, man. So, yeah, we, we, we can maybe do this again because, like, I, I'm sure I could find, like, plenty of creepy tales. Okay, dude, go for it, man. Fucking game on. All right, faders. Uh, you know what to do. Go down to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And uh, if you can support us on Patreon, we got tons of stuff there. We're constantly uploading stuff. Tom's going to upload a bunch of his personal pornography. That's going to be kind of fun. And, um, yeah, so definitely do that if you can. If you can't do that, you know, five-star review. I mean, that's good enough. That's good enough. And on that note, faders, we will see you soon. Peace. Bye. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're gonna get your fit on, you gotta get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously, got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, Got Fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right, Got Fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. 
if you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.